Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Um, examples of action voters can take using How to Vote tools, sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step assistance for crossing your ballot, explain your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Decide when and where your vote is here at howto.vote. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote earlier on Election Day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and voting is informed. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of the ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Welcome back to Blog Access 101. This is your host, Young Abachi. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. This is episode 23. I'm here with a new host, AJ. Um, give me a social media tag. Yo, what's up, y'all? AJ King. Uh, y'all can follow me on all socials at all day underscore AJ King, man. What's happening? All right, we're going to jump right into it. First uh, topic is we talk about is Daryl Morey becoming the president of basketball operation with the Sixers. Let, tell me what your viewpoint on is that on that? Hey, man. Uh, well, it's officially official now. Uh, uh, it's going to be it's going to be officially announced on Monday. But Daryl Morey uh, signing this five year deal to become the new president of basketball ops in Philly. Um, I think, I mean, obviously I think it's a solid move. If you're a Sixers fan, you've got to be excited. Um, you got a championship winning coach now in Doc Rivers. Uh, you got a guy in Daryl Morey who's known for uh, thinking outside of the box, always using analytics to uh, make sure uh, his team is built in the right way. And um, the, the issue is I don't necessarily see the fit with the current roster. Obviously, uh, we know Daryl Morey is uh, – we almost have him being synonymous with the three-point shot and the way that he has tried to morph the game into threes and layups. I'm not really sure how a guy like Ben Simmons fits into that wave. But what I do know is Daryl Morey is going to – he's going to maximize who he has on the team. I think um, um, despite the fact that we always think that he uh, is synonymous with the three, I think more so he was able to use James Harden's strengths – and just maximize them with the analytics. He'll probably do the same with uh, Embiid and Simmons. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting move. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I think 
you know, I, I know you, young Hibachi. I know you, uh, you're a Sixers fan. What are you feeling about it, man? Because I think, I think this could be a positive moving forward, depending on how the roster shapes up. Um, yeah, I'm cool with it. Um, I like that they finally brought somebody in. I guess that that knows what the hell they're doing. I love Elton Brand. But when you sign Tobias Harris to that five-year, 185 million, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I was like, he has to be sitting when <laughs> he did that deal. But um, Daryl, um, Daryl Moore, he's, he's good. Um, I mean, he, in Houston, I mean, he really didn't win too much, but he always brought in the pieces that gave you the potential to actually win championships. So uh, if he, if he, if he, if he, if he just gets rid of Tobias Harris or Al Horvath's contract, I would be greatly appreciative. Contracts are horrendous, and we need to find somebody that's dumb enough to take it on. That that right there is is the biggest problem. I'm not sure who the hell would take on that contract, but yeah, um, the the process Sixers, and I, I think this is officially the ending of the process. Um, I I think you know it it had so much potential, but like you said, the moves that Elton made, obviously after Hinky had moved on really kind of set them back um and obviously the drafting was just a, a kick in the groin man you when you draft a guy like Markel Fultz uh as the as your top pick and yeah. he absolute he's an absolute bust that's gonna set your franchise back so much um and I and I just think those couple of missteps like you said with uh, not only signing uh, Tobias to $180 million, but bringing in Al Horford for God knows how much money. And um, neither of those guys were able to be major contributors for a playoff team. So um, it, it had to be blown up. Um, I, I don't know how Elton Brand feels about somebody coming in over top of him, but they're going to have to try to figure that out. And you know, hopefully Sixers fans, don't lose, don't lose too much more sleep because I know they've been going through it. Yeah, um, you said how Horvath's contract four years, one hundred nine million dollars. I would never forget that number. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I, it makes no sense, man. All these years we had cap space, and he just panicked when we lost Jimmy Butler. He's like, "Well, we got to bring people back." Well, Al Horford was not the answer. To yeah, and, 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 you know, obviously for Sixers fans to see the organization choose Brett Brown over Jimmy Butler, and a year later Brett Brown is gone and Jimmy Butler was in a finals appearance with a chance to potentially go to a game seven if things had worked out a little differently with injuries. So um, it's got to be gut-wrenching, man. And um, but the but the thing is, again, you've got two guys that are generational talents. Uh, ben Simmons, despite the fact that I talk, I talk a lot of trash about this man uh, on online because you know he's he's scared to shoot, but it's undoubtable that he has generational talent. He's a great defender, long, athletic, um, and he can get his teammates involved. And then you have Joel Embiid, who probably the most talented center in the game. Um, you, you have those two generational pieces. You should be able to build a team around that. So interested to see how Maury puts things together. Yeah. Um, and I keep hearing him talking about, well, Maury's here now. They're going to probably go after James Harden. I, I pray we don't because I, <laughs> I'm not going to watch him dribble the ball in the same spot 
10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds, <laughs> and then try to throw up a dumbass shot and pray somebody gets calls a foul. I'm not finna sit there and watch that. He, he can stay in Houston with all that. That that that's his steez, man. That's the James Harden steez. It's it's always funny to me. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what what Maury puts together. I I would assume that he's going to find a lot of shooting to put around Joel and Ben. Um, so when those guys get double and triple teamed like they will, you have knockdown shooters. That seems to be the most logical thing to do. Those dudes draw double teams all the time. Have knockdown shooters for them on the team who can who can capitalize. Seems yeah. simple. I hope we get a point guard in free agency because Shake Milton is not a good point guard to me. Um, I think he'd be a decent two guard, just like you said, just space the floor, Ben Simmons drive and kick the Shake for the three. But Shake is the point guard. It's not the answer. Um, so if they want to keep running Ben Simmons at the four, I I I'm cool with it. Um, but um, yeah, we definitely need a point guard. I know they said something about Jeff Teague. Um, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> I, I think Jeff Teague would do his job. All he got to do is out there just to facilitate um, and maybe average like he normally 10 points or something like that. I hope we get Isaiah Thomas in free agency as backup point guard, if not a starter, but I feel like he'll be cheap. And I hope we go after DeMarcus Cousins if he's healthy. Um, as a backup, of course, because Autumn 20 Achilles and in, in, uh, ACL injury, he's definitely not going to be starting for us. But yeah, I think it's a good, good, it's a good, good new season for our Sixers or for my Sixers um, with the acquisitions we made thus far in management. Now we just got to do the same thing with the player side as well. Hey, and I I'm hope gonna... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Hope we get rid of Josh Richardson too. Pray that happens. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, he's yeah, yeah man uh, uh, the, the, the future is, The future is bright um, They're right on the cusp They just got to make a couple moves And um, they really got to hope Ben Simmons makes a leap And, and, and shakes that I'm scared to shoot thing um, If he does that I think the Sixers have a chance um, The East is not Necessarily all that stacked um, as you saw with, with the Heat, sort of an upstart team making it to the finals. Um, as we come back to more of a regular season with potentially fans starting to come in, more so towards 2021, um, you would think that the Sixers still have a really good chance of making a leap. Yeah, I, I think we'll be straight. We just got, like you said, bring a couple more shooters in. Um make some good picks in his draft um, if see if we possibly can maybe trade up or, or try to get another top pick or to at least top 10 pick with Tobias, find a dummy to do that. I, th- I feel like the Knicks would be a great acquisition for that because they always make mad decisions. So I think it might work. But, yeah, no, no. I also hope we get Archer Hampton. I know he was top five pick like last year. Now he's like falling in the late 20s. That would be perfect for us to fall, pick up a talent like that. Um, so hopefully everything works out for us. Absolutely, man. All right. All right, man. We gotta, we gotta talk about this big 10 showdown, uh, recording this, recording this Sunday afternoon after a huge big 10 showdown, uh, in state college PA, the Ohio state Buckeyes, uh, went to, went to state college PA and took it 38, 23, 
uh, you know, sort of a sort of a, a, a huge showdown uh, for the Buckeyes. Um, not a whole lot of competition left in the Big Ten for them. Uh, we'll get into it a little later. The the Michigan Wolverines completely crapped the bed on Saturday. <laughs> um, you know, once again we heard once again we heard that Michigan had a savior at quarterback and a Joey Bosa lookalike on the defensive end, but couldn't get it done against Michigan State. Um, but as far as the Buckeyes go, what did you think of the performance? See, so um, as as somebody who's more so uh, uh, deep into the into the Buckeye program, you know, it, it felt like really lackluster. Um, you know, they really they really didn't go out there and give. Um, their best performance. A lot of dumb penalties. Um, two chip shot field goals missed. Uh, oh. One by the starting kicker, Blake Hall-Beal, and one by a backup walk-on who had no business being in the game. Probably didn't even think he'd be in the game. Um, and, and, just, and just a lot of weird plays. Um, but the Buckeyes pulled it out. Justin Fields, 28 of 34, 300-plus yards, four touchdowns. Um, I, I thought I thought it was a, a solid victory, but they were just way too sloppy. I, honestly, if if they weren't so sloppy, the game could have been a forty point blowout. What did you think of the performance? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that kicker was doing. Um, it was <laughs> chippy, and he was missed that shit. I said, "What in the hell?" Uh, I feel like Ryan Day was 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 a little lackluster with the play calling. Uh, also, our running backs, but we they look pretty good out there. Teague and Garrett. Uh, I thought it was going to be pretty ugly after that first play when uh, was it Garrett ran for what like sixty two yards. Yep. Like yep. I was going to get ugly real fast. Then it was like then we just start playing on cruise control. Like the game was already over. Um, yeah, we definitely can't do that next week. Even though I know we're playing Michigan, but um, me personally, I feel like Michigan's a tougher team than Penn State. James Franklin always struggles against us. Uh, one and six now should be zero and seven. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, definitely need to get my man Justin Fields the Heisman Trophy because this guy's been playing phenomenal. Over three hundred yards passing this week, four touchdowns, and then last week only had one uh, incompletion with the guy dropping a touchdown in the end zone. Yeah, um, I need to stop praising this man, Trevor Lawrence, to hop on this Justin Fields train because he's that guy. And and we gotta get in, and we we do gotta get into the Lawrence aspect in a few because it, not only did he miss uh, Saturday's game at BC, which turned into a nail biter, but he's also already been ruled out against Notre Dame next week. So that more more than likely probably does put him completely out of the Heisman race because those are two huge games on their schedule. It saves, um, it saves draft stock too. I feel like he's one choking out Notre Dame game. What my fault. Well, it, you you actually you actually might you, you might be a, l- a little right about that. Um, although I, I'm not sure there's anything he could do to lower his draft stock at this point. I think he's already been hand selected as the number one guy. Yeah. Um. But um. Just just to touch on the the Ohio State thing already. Like you said, wasn't wasn't a whole lot of a game. Like there was never a point in that game where it felt like the Buckeyes were in any any sort of trouble. Um. Justin Fields played out of his mind again, always on point. But like you said, a couple of drops here and there that were really just frustrating. Um, the he had the weird play at the end of the first half where uh, uh, Justin Fields takes a knee on fourth down. There's two seconds left on the clock. He steps back. He takes a knee. Everybody runs into the locker room. 
and then the officials say, well, hold on a second. When he took a knee, there was one second left, but the timekeeper <laughs> didn't start the clock. I, it, was, it was just mad weird. So a, a, lot of, a lot of odd things went on in that game. You had a roughing the passer penalty early in the game that also gave Penn State another free three points. Um, so de- definitely an odd performance, but I think at this point, looking at the schedule, Ohio State shouldn't have too many other nail biters left until they get to Michigan at the end of the year. Um, and, and, you know, that, that one, Ohio State pretty much dominates that rivalry. So I, I don't see too many other problems on their schedule. Yeah, I really don't either. The only thing I see is Indiana, but I mean, we're going to beat the shit on Indiana. I'm not worried about them. We play Rutgers next week. Oh my God, we're winning by forty. Yeah, yeah. Um, we our schedule every year. Whew. Did you did you see the Rutgers play that did not count, but had about twenty five laterals on a fourth and thirty two that ended up going for a touchdown? Oh, I'd have been pissed if I was saying that it didn't count. Oh my God! Um, pretty crazy play, man. And and if you if you're listening to this, definitely go check it out. But um, you know, it, it it sort of became a, a bit of a viral sensation. But uh, essentially, a lineman ends up with the ball, and then he flings it over his head, thirty yards backwards, and somehow the play continues, and a guy gets it in open space and scores a touchdown. Uh, but it ultimately, they they reverse it because somebody's knee was down right before they pitched it. Uh, hilarious though I mean uh, just just hilarious but R- Rutgers obviously falls to Indiana and um, a little bit of that spark they had from their opening week win kind of kind of falls off like you said Ohio State should smoke them yeah it's gonna be beautiful uh, I'm definitely gonna be taking it over and um, the spread next week I know it's probably gonna be ridiculous to spread but it is what it is um so we jump right into the Michigan Michigan State game. Um, they cut it at three, late in the fourth. Then they do some bozo on onside kick that didn't even go to ten yards. Like, <laughs> what in the hell were they thinking? Yeah, uh, that was, uh, and a lot of people have said this uh, that that could have been Jim Harbaugh's worst loss as as a Michigan coach. Um, and at, and at this point, I'm completely tired and done with yelling out that this man should be gone. Um, Michigan fans seem happy with him. The boosters seem happy with him. They're cool with winning eight or nine games, beating everybody except Ohio State. Except this is the issue. When they lose a game like this, that they're heavily favored to win, that's a rivalry game against Michigan State. Um, that they're more talented than Michigan State, that's a game you cannot lose. Um, And I've been told countless times, well, he's beating everybody except Ohio State now. And he loses another heartbreaker like this. Uh, You know, I think the record is one in six at home against his rivals, Michigan State and Ohio State. That's pitiful. Um, I See, they have to demand more. Michigan's never going to get back to the national stage. And I know some, I know some people are, are saying that uh, – I, I know some people are saying that Michigan uh, won't, won't get back to the national stage uh, as a national title contender because they don't have the recruiting base. But I think they need to demand more. I think they need to demand a coach that's going to be a national recruiter 
Um, and they need to demand a, co- a coach ultimately that's going to uh, hold his team accountable and win games when they have more talent. They have more talent than Michigan State. Uh, Joe Milton, uh, I think I think Joe is, is going to continue to grow as the season goes on as a quarterback. But in that rivalry game, I think he did get a little tight at, at points and times. And ultimately, Michigan State was stopping the run. Um, he was putting Joe Milton in third and long all game long. Um, terrible loss for Michigan. Um, like you said, at the end of the game, uh, they took five, six minutes to score a touchdown uh, when they probably should have taken a field goal and done the onside kick sooner so they could have saved time. Um, just more bad coaching, yep. uh, bad, bad clock management. Uh, the team is undisciplined per usual, stupid penalties. Um, I I feel like as a Buckeye that I have more passion for wanting Michigan to be good than Michigan fans do at this point. Hey, I'm cool with it, man. I just I just hope they keep Jim Harbaugh f- uh, for, forever because <laughs> I know it's always a guaranteed W against them when he's at the coach. No, that's that's real, man. Um, it's insane that we're at this point. Um, and I do think I do think there there are some disadvantages right now. Ohio State's such a national program. They're gonna they're recruiting guys in Texas. Uh they've got they've got about four or five Texas receivers on the depth chart. Uh the 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 guy Ewers, who was uh number one quarterback of twenty twenty one class, was committed to to the University of Texas and now he decommitted and he's uh, supposedly gonna be a buckeye. So it, you know, Ohio State's brand is so national right now that they definitely dominate the recruiting landscape. But there's no reason that Michigan shouldn't be able to at least be the second best team in the conference. And Penn State, Wisconsin, and even Minnesota is starting to nip on the heels of Michigan at this point. Yeah, I was liking I was liking Michigan, uh, Minnesota last year. Um, but yeah, it was good to see a black coach. I know he was from uh, Mel came from University of Colorado, now to Michigan State. So it's good to see another black coach and a Big Ten. I hate to see it though, because I wish he was at Ohio State. But you know, <laughs> you guys are going to come in second place. It is what it is. But I'm happy to see another black coach. Um, so I was happy to see them beat Michigan yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. Mel Mel uh, made some questionable decisions in that game too. Uh, I thought there were a couple of points in that game where he could have went for it on fourth and short. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, it was good to see him get a win. It was, it's nice to see a black coach succeeding uh, in, in a college football landscape where you don't see many at all. And, um, you know, I thought his defense played tough, man. Like at the end of the day, I can criticize him, but he coached up the defense. The defense was on point. Yeah, that, that Lombardi kid, he's pretty good as well. I like his game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, they they could have called a go route on every play and either gotten a 50-yard gain on a catch or a 15-yard penalty for pass interference every play. I, I don't know why they ever ran the ball. <laughs> Michigan's secondary was absolutely toast. Yeah, barbecue chicken. They like Dallas secondary out there, the Cowboys. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I'm 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 scared to even get into the damn Cowboys, man. They're they're such an embarrassment. Yeah, we're um, it's such an embarrassment. But uh, yeah, I, it, it's it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting moving forward uh, with Michigan taking that L. Obviously, Penn State's zero two now after losing to Indiana to start the season. Um, 
Ohio State seems like uh, smooth sailing to the college football playoff. Only thing, see, the only thing that's in their way at this point, um, and it's in everybody's way, is COVID, man. Uh, just like COVID got Trevor Lawrence, like we just talked about. Yeah, crazy. Then Nick Saban, somebody get what he get rid of in like a week or a day or something. It's crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> supposedly, supposedly Nick's was a false positive, so I, I'll, I'll cut him some slack on that. Apparently, he tested positive one day and then tested negative three uh, three days in a row. Um, something weird like that. I, I the, the testing is a little off. Um, there are going to be false positives, but um, feel for I feel for a guy like Trevor Lawrence who pushed for guys to get onto the field just for him to catch this damn virus. Um, and now uh, he had to watch his team slug one out against Boston College of all teams. Um, and they were barely able to pull it out. Uh, but, you know, thanks to, uh, thanks to the run game, they were able to pull that one out. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, Barb, we're going to take a short break. Then we'll be right back. Welcome to Blog Access 101 Podcast. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. Special shout out to our sponsor, Hibachi Productions. Use our discount code Blog Access 101 on HibachiProductions.com to get 20% off. All right, we're right, right back into it. Um, jump right into the next topic, NFL Division Robbery Games this week. We're going to start off first with the Steelers and Ravens. Um, I'll let AJ go first and LR, and I'll give my viewpoint. Um, man, game game of the week, in my opinion, uh, Steelers-Ravens. Um, I, I think quietly right now, the Steelers are the only team that can hang with the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. Uh, a great defense, uh, explosive weapons on the outside. However, I think they lose today. I, I, I'm, I'm putting my faith in Lamar Jackson um I think Jack is probably gonna ha- have a great game using his legs um he'll probably find his tight end Mark Andrews a bunch uh, and I think they get this W that doesn't necessarily mean that the Ravens uh are going to uh are, are a better team or more equipped to beat the Chiefs obviously the Ravens can't hang with the Chiefs at all it seems like um but I think they get the W today all right LR uh I guess I, I have to agree that this is game of the week. I was going to say Cowboys Eagles, but that was <laughs> just going to be a lie because they're two bad football teams. But yeah, so this is this is definitely the game of the week, um, uh, as well as the uh, the Niners and Seahawks because um, I think the Niners are on the rise. But um, I all week I was probably I was thinking Steelers, and I was going hard on the Steelers. Then I thought about the Steelers the last two weeks, and I really didn't like how they play, like, full games. Like, they let the Eagles come back. And then we all know that they let the Titans come back last week. So I I haven't really liked how the Steelers have come out in the second half of these games. So just because the Ravens are coming off the bye week and everything like that, I have to pick the Ravens. And because the Ravens are home. And, like, the Ravens aren't a bad team. And Lamar Jackson really needs, like, a signature win. It's it's regular season, so it's not really like a playoff win. Absolutely. But he needs a, he, he needs a signature win desperately, and I think this is the best chance for him to get that signature win. And um, the Steelers and Ravens they always split one and one, so 
you might as well go with the home team this time and then just uh, pick the Steelers back when they play them in Hinesville. So I'm going Ravens also. Yeah, and, and piggybacking on that real quick, um, this is, like, like you said, this is a game Lamar needs. Um, for him to come out and get embarrassed again against Patrick Mahomes, he's now 0-3 against Mahomes in his career. Um, and for, for him to lose this one, I think we would really start, um, not us, but a lot of national media would really start to get on his back and say, can you win big games? Sure, you guys can beat all the mediocre teams in the league, but can you win against the big-time teams? I think you would start hearing a lot of those whispers, especially after the debacle in the playoffs against the Titans. He needs this, this win, so um, he better hope he, he, he performs well. Yeah, he has to play well, too. Like, he can't just get this win. He has to play well and get this win. Like, uh, Absolutely. yeah, there's, there's, there's so much riding on this game. This, is, this, is a, this game is more important to the Ravens than it is to the Steelers. And, and, yeah, and that's another reason why I, I think Baltimore probably pulls it out. Uh, they probably just – they probably are just going to want it a little more. I know Lamar is going to want it want it a lot. So, um, and like you said, it's it's at home. So, uh, I'll, I'll take the Ravens in that one. Well, I guess I'm going to be have to be the bearer of bad news. Um, <laughs> because uh, Lamar Jackson struggled last year. Against the uh, Steelers, with what he threw about three interceptions last year, one touchdown. Um, I think I'm about to change my pick in this pick'em league. I forgot to tell you, AJ, we got a pick'em league. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna change my picks. Um, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I feel okay. as though I don't. I'm really like Big Ben, but I feel as though their defense is intact. Big Ben has been playing well. The wide receivers are playing well. Claypool has really broken out. Looks like he's going to be a star in the years to come. Um, I just don't feel I, – I like I like Mark Andrews. Um, I like Hollywood. Hopefully, Dez Bryant gets on the field soon and gets us off the practice squad. Once he shows he's, his ankles, Achilles is fully back. But, yeah, I, I think I think the Steelers um, are going to win this game. If not, I think they definitely cover the spread, and that's – Definitely gonna happen. So I'm 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 gonna say the Steelers. I'm I'm gonna stick with my pick in the picking with the Ravens just because Lamar is my guy. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers find a way to win that game. And I'm honestly I'm honestly surprised that uh Baltimore was favored in this game. Um I would have assumed that Pittsburgh would be favored, but you know, I, I guess they get a little bit of a bump because they're because they're at home. So um, it's probably some good value to take that that Steelers uh, point spread. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> next game, um, let's go right to the next one. Vikings and Packers, there's not really too much to say. I guess I started off, not much really to say. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to carve that defense away like a pumpkin on Halloween. <laughs> uh, Devontae Adams, I mess around to have another 200-yard receiving game because – Nobody over there can cover a cold with Tylenol in Minnesota. Um, so I feel like it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get ugly real fast, especially if I, I pray Dalvin Cook is playing because he's on my fantasy team. Let me check that ASAP because if not, I'm gonna have to take. They said he's probable. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> because I was, I had I, that's the one league I'm struggling with running backs in my fantasy, and I didn't feel like starting Adrian Peterson. 
But, yeah, I definitely think the Packers are going to beat them. It's probably going to be a really a blow up, 38-13. But uh, I'll let y'all give y'all a take. Yeah. Uh, um, I, it's not much to say, like you said. Um, the Packers should win that game. Um, I'm not going to say it's a definite. Um, I, I've seen Aaron Rodgers cough up some winnable games in, in recent memory. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you, you would expect it to be a, a large spread. They should win that by at least two touchdowns. Um, Kirk Cousins is slowly playing himself out of a starting job. So there you go. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I've always been a big Kirk Cousins fan, uh, even when he was in Washington. I'm always said he was the best quarterback in the NFC East. People looked at him like I was crazy, but the man had what consecutive four thousand yards passing. Um, he just he always said his biggest. They always said his biggest um, weakness was not winning in playoffs, and I was happy to see him win last year over the Saints. Um, but this I figured like this year they was gonna take a a the next step, but sadly um, they let me down. It's funny I had the Lions winning the NFC North, and they're slowly but surely starting to to start playing like I've, I've expected them to play. Um, of course, they're probably not going to win in North because of the Packers. But they might slip into that um, second spot. Mm, uh, I, I, had the, I had the Packers being great this year. So, obviously, I'm definitely liking the Packers today. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. And um, I just thought he, had, he just needed to get that, that offensive system under his belt. So one year, one year in, he's got it under his belt, and now we, we're seeing him, you know, play like the real Aaron Rodgers. Um, I got this game like being like a blowout, like thirty to ten or thirty-one to ten. I, uh, Kirk Cousins is overrated. Uh, I've never thought he was like really good, and once he went to Minnesota, I, I never thought he was gonna be the guy that was gonna, uh, take the Vikings over the hump. Uh, as we've seen, they're mediocre this year. Uh, I think they'll be mediocre every year that they have Kirk Cousins. Oh man, people hate hate hit him up with Kirk, man. It's, it's not even hate; it's just that like I don't think he's the best decision maker. Kirk yeah. is Kirk is the picture of mediocrity, like you said. He's, exactly. he's the perfect yeah. mediocre QB. I, I think I think if you surround Kirk with a lot of talent, he can make things happen. But he's not going to be a guy that elevates elevates people, right? And look at once the defense started to um, get worse, we see what the real Vikings look like. They they exactly. need a dominant defense to to be competitive. Exactly. All right, so we can get to the last uh, rivalry game of this week. Well, that uh, shouldn't be the last one. The third one should be the Seahawks Niners, and then the last one is the one that we're thinking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> but man, look. I, I I really think – I know you have hired the 49ers. I, I don't know why, but um, – They didn't go to the Super Bowl last year? Um, Maybe I, I watched the wrong Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got, I mean, they're not the same team from last year, though. They don't, uh, they don't got a couple people on that D-line, so. I, I, I think we should I, – I think we should touch on that and uh, touch I, – I did want to touch a little bit on that uh, – that Bills, that Bills Patriots game too, um, but I, I'm I'm with you, LR. Like um, I think the Niners, first of all, they might have a top three coach. I think I think it's it's pretty much understood that Bill Belichick and Andy Reid are the two top dogs right now in the league. 
yeah. I think Kyle Shanahan is slowly moving into a place where he can take just about anybody and scheme them to victories. Um, and especially when it comes to the passing game, he can scheme guys open better than just about anybody right now. So right. I, I'm high on the Niners because of the coaching. Um, I'm high on them because they have uh, guys like a George Kittle and uh, to, to, make, to bring the toughness to each game. Um, and then, you know, as far as Jimmy G goes, we, we can criticize him as much as we want. I think he's pretty mediocre in that same Kirk Cousins type of mold. But at the end of the day, with him being healthy, if he's out there, it makes them a better team. The guys, there's a reason the guys under him were not starting because they're bad. So, you know, I, I, I'm high on the Niners too. I don't think they'll get this W against the Seahawks. I don't know how you feel about that, LR, or Brother Hibachi. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think the Niners are a good team. I think everybody in the AFC West right now is probably better than all of the teams in the NFC East. Oh, okay. Um, this I did have the Niners winning, but now that Debo was out and Mostert is still out, I had to go back to picking the Seahawks to win this game just because they're home. Because the Seahawks defense is atrocious. Um, the Seahawks defense might actually be reaching Cowboy levels of bad. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I'm just, and that's not a good thing. Like, um, I, I firmly believe that as the Niners get healthy throughout this season, um, that they're going to be one of the top teams. I got, of course, I got the Packers number one, but the second best is actually between I'm the Seahawks I'm and good. Niners, and then the Bucks is right under them. Uh, but I just think that you know when it comes down to it. Uh, the Niners defense is going to get back to being the lockdown defense that it was last year. Um, and then you're saying Kyle Shanahan. I got Kyle Shanahan fourth, actually. The third best coach I do have is the Seahawks coach, uh, Pete Carroll. Sure? I, I, yeah, oh I, can't, I can't put anything. Pete Carroll is a genius. Like, uh, Wait, that's why I'm thinking fourth? Oh, no, I got Kyle Shanahan fourth. I actually got okay. Pete Carroll top three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pete Carroll's a genius. Like, uh, he's a genius and he's a winner. But um, when we talk about Jimmy G being mediocre, the reason he's not on Kirk Cousins' level of mediocrity is because Jimmy G has never lost two regular season games in a row. Like, if, if, you, if you can do that and sustain that, I forget if it's been a year or two or three. I forget how many years he's actually been starting. I know he had to start with the Patriots also. But if you if you don't lose back-to-back games, like, ever in your career just to start it off, like, I, I, have, I can't call you mediocre. Like, Jimmy G is solid. He, he's consistent enough to get you to the Super Bowl. He did it last year. They didn't win it. I, people say Jimmy G let him down. Honestly, I feel like the 49ers' defense let them down. They did give up a third and 15, and it was like a 60-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. We don't talk about the last year's Super Bowl, but – like there, there, there were there were instances where Jimmy G is helped the 49ers win, and I feel like this is one of those games where they need a big game from Jimmy G. Kind of like <laughs> two weeks ago when they played the Rams, and uh, the Seahawks defense is bad enough to give it to them, but I just don't know if they have enough weapons. So I'll go Seahawks, but with hesitancy. Hesitancy? What you have? I told you why I'm hesitant. The Seahawks defense is not good. 
that but, was that Jimmy was some G. of the hardest Jimmy G standing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm glad I'm recording this. Hey, I'm not even I'm not even a Jimmy G fan, but I'm honest. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think the CRS, like I said about Aaron Rodgers with the Vikings, uh, Russell Wilson is going to carve his defense apart like a pumpkin on Halloween. Um, 49ers don't have a chance to hell even if they had Debo Samuel. Um, wow. <laughs> you think Jimmy G is going to get in a shootout? With Russell Wilson, you're sadly mistaken because he's not about that action. We saw he did a Super Bowl last year. Choked. Not about that action. <laughs> but we saw the, the defense choked more than I think Jimmy G did. But okay. And you, the defense, you, the reason why they were there, because it surely wasn't because of Jimmy G. You you make a decent you make a solid point, but again, if he makes if he makes the throw uh, to a wide open uh, Emmanuel Sanders, they, they they win the game. I mean choke choke. I can't up. argue with I can't argue with that. Just like so. I can't argue with the fact that the Ravens just threw a pick six and I should have never switched oh. my pick to the, the Ravens. No, no I, didn't, I didn't put the Steelers in. No. Oh, be, man. We're going to hear a lot of Lamar. We're going to hear a lot of Lamar, man. Jesus. I, it, this will uh, probably be the last week I go against the Steelers defense. Oh, Jesus my gosh. Christ. I'm glad I got them going. Go against them. Go against them when they play the Chiefs in the playoffs. That's all I'll say. Take less. All right, all right. So what we got? We got. Well, I, 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 y'all don't have to talk about it, but I did wanna, I did wanna say a little bit about uh, just a quick thing on Bills and Patriots changing of the guard type of game. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. we don't know what's gonna happen uh, in the draft in the coming years. Maybe the Patriots get lucky and draft their next quarterback of the future. But it looks like the Bills. This is their their time to take away the AFC East finally from the mighty Patriots um, as a new dynasty is forming in Kansas City, of course. Um, and so I, I just I just thought it was worth mentioning that that um, we're finally seeing after 20 years essentially of the Patriots dominating the league, it looks like we're finally uh, getting a changing of the guard in that in that division. I think that's big. Uh, I agree. Um, what was it, 20 straight or 19 straight? The Patriots have dominated the AFC East, and I think it's time for a new team to, like, take over that mantle. Um, I'm, 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 I was high on the Bills coming into the season. Then they started off really well. Last three weeks, they haven't looked as well as they could. Um, I really hope that they win this game, and I hope that they win this game big to kind of make a statement. Um because I, th- I think it's time for, like, you know, to see new teams in the playoffs. And uh, this Bills team, I know they made it last year, too. But this Bills team, like, they, they have some exciting parts. And um, I, I hope that they, they can actually, you know, just take the mantle and not, let, not rely on other teams to, like, beat the Patriots and then they win the division. I hope, I hope they show the Patriots that, that they're on that level and they're ready to, you know, play up to, like, Patriots football. Um, so hopefully the Patriots uh, lose this week, and uh, I got the Bills, you know, winning kind of handedly, like twenty-one to ten. Uh, that that's the that's the hope, and um, if if they if they win by more, that's even better. What about you, Rob? Um, yeah, the Bills are gonna beat the dog shit out of the Patriots today. It's before even Edelman and Harris was ruled out. Uh, it's sad to say I, I feel Cam's gonna have a bounce back year. Um he he's looking egregious right now. So 
I would much rather him seeing us with us as a backup because Lord knows we need one because Andy Dalton was not the answer. And Ben DiNucci, Lord, somebody passed me to Cali Red. This is going to get that one for us. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, – I think the, the Bills probably beat the hell out of pitchers. They might be a 30 to 10. Josh Allen has finally made me a believer that he might actually be decent. Um, him and Stephon Diggs really haven't turned up as far like that this season. But Cole Beasley, my gosh. Guys been playing amazing for them. McCole Hardman is is in the end zone from thirty yards out on a jet sweep. It's a beautiful day. Uh, yes. in the <laughs> Get beautiful me to day, that guys. minus twenty. <laughs> yeah, yo. Before we before we uh, finish up and talk about talk about the game that I know y'all really want to talk about the Eagles. Those are the, the Cowboys. Game, would y'all ever take, take a twenty point spread? Why would why in the world would y'all ever take a twenty points? Um, I started off. Uh, they're playing <laughs> yeah. the Jets, and I get that. I get that. <laughs> so it's I get that. like a no brainer. It's like Ohio State playing the Rutgers. You, you always going to take the spread because you know they're going right. to cover because the Rutgers are terrible, just like the Jets are terrible. Right. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, and just and just yeah, it's just it's the Jets. They're on seven, and like when you think about it, like a twenty point spread is generous. <laughs> Yes. Because what 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 are the what, they lost thirty to ten to the, the the um the Cardinals? What what are the Jets going to do? Like really, what what do we have the fear from the Jets? Andy, um, Andy Reid's an old school coach. If they get up big early, he's going to start running the ball. Uh, they'll probably give up garbage time points. There probably will be some weird fumble uh, because the Chiefs aren't necessarily locked in. It, too many things can happen on a 20-point spread in the NFL. I, I just would never take it. Well, I'll I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, we'll, 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 we'll have, you know, um, the Jets won't cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 35 to 10. They'll, they'll probably get a late fumble of recovery for a touchdown and get 10 points. But 35 to 10, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that the, that the Chiefs are going to run away with this game. Because okay. they, they don't have, they don't have, they, Rob, you know, Rob, they let Robert Aaronson go on all, all free agency. Um, Crowder's not playing today. Um, so I just need my guy, uh, Perrine, or however you say his name, just getting, maybe, okay, I do need to just score because he's on my fantasy team. I need him to get the end zone one time. <laughs> so yeah, just, just yeah, let me garbage and fucking touch there. All right, y'all. So. Game of the week, as you said, LR. I don't know about all that, but game you know I mean? of the week. Uh, LR so, okay, right. you guys can just go ahead and tell me why you think the Eagles are going to win because I, I, I'll have to take the, the Cowboys side on this one. Well, I'll tell you oh, what. Okay. Uh, ben DiNucci is starting for us a quarterback. He was a great quarterback at James Madison. Um, but now this is NFL. Our offensive line is totally banged up. Um, okay, we get Sean Lee back. That might help out our defense significantly. But then our offense still not gonna be able to score. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely gonna be an under game. I feel like our defense plays much better today with Sean Lee coming back. Um, I wouldn't have taken you as a Cowboys fan, my guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely. Well, uh, but I'm if you used so. to, if you heard about the way he used to talk about Dak Prescott, and then he always picks Eagles players in fantasy, you would <laughs> never believe this man was a Cowboys fan. That's all. Okay, I'll just say that. But hey. uh, why would the Eagles? Why would the Eagles smack around the Cowboys today? Um, <laughs> because the Cowboys team is just is terrible. I don't. I really can't tell which team is worse. 
the Cowboys, or the Jets. Um, the Cowboys. Oh my defense. God! <laughs> wow, that is <laughs> some. That's some words. The Cowboys defense. You really could just run through this defense. Um, we've watched the teams run through these defense, and their offense can't seem to get going at all. Um, so when I but look you know at why, it, but you know why that is. I mean, the quarterback play is the big difference right now. I mean, Dak Prescott was putting up historic numbers before he got hurt. Oh yeah, if, if Dak Prescott was still the quarterback, then maybe the spread would be like two or three. But it still would be it would still favor Eagles, and I still probably would like the Eagles in that game than I would like um, the Cowboys. It's just that when a team has a bad defense like that, you just can't back them. It's it's almost impossible to back them. Uh, so that that's my mind. That's my mindset on like the Cowboys. So well, I, I really feel like the Eagles are coming into their own offensively. We're finally getting real players healthy, real offensive players healthy. So we can actually, you know, look like a real team. Um, our defense has been playing well all season. So I still, well, except for the Bengals game, but and the Redskins second half, but at, okay. The defense has been getting better each week. That's what I should say. And I just feel like this is the week, like, it's time that we get – we we are tired of all these games that are closed, these nail biters. It's time that we actually uh, make an example out of a team. And unfortunately for the Cowboys, this is the team that comes up on the schedule when it's actually time to make an example out of them. And uh, I, think, I think we're going to win, like, 24-7, something like that, 24-7, 24-3. Um, I do think it's going to hit the under, but I just don't – have any faith in the Cowboys putting up much of a fight. I think that they're they're already locked into this season being over. Um <laughs> as much as I would love to, I really thought I was gonna have my big Cowboys points ready, but um I, I kinda I gotta agree with you, man. I, I I don't I don't see a lot of it. I think the the most disheartening thing was the twenty five to three loss to the to the to the team um to the football team. Um <laughs> So that that was probably the most disheartening for me. Um, I don't necessarily know how they come back from that. They're a pro team. They have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, as you know. But um, unless Ben DiNucci turns out to be the next Dak Prescott, which, you know, maybe <laughs> could happen. I mean, Tony Romo came out of a smaller school and, and lit, lit the world on fire. Um, you know, you never know what happens there. But ultimately, it's the quarterback play for them. Um, if they don't have the quarterback that can get these weapons the ball, and if Zeke Elliott is still out here uh, looking like he still has the coronavirus, um, you know, as as long as that's happening, the Cowboys don't have much of a chance. Their defense is uh, it's water. Um, you you can just drive through it uh, with anything. Um, I don't think I don't think Carson Wentz is all that spectacular or all that much of a world beater, but. Um, against that Cowboys defense, they should be able to move the ball. And uh, like you said, they, they they probably win handily by, by I, I would say, a 10-point spread. I'll, I'll go 24-14 Eagles. Hmm. All right. Well, that's real. Um, yeah. Um, I think I think we want to make a big move. Uh, if we went to if – we, if we somehow pull a miracle off tonight and win, I think we make a big move and before the trade deadline, but possibly a quarterback a la 
Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I hope Cowboys. Do. <laughs> young, been, young, we, eight and eight. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we, eight and eight might get this. We, I told you before. I said six wins wins the NFC East. Six wins. I looked at the yeah, I looked at the Eagles schedule. It's going to be hard to get eight. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, ours is looking like it's pretty much easy. So we have a shot to get there. It's just Zeke has to stop fumbling the ball. Um, our offensive line has to block somebody. I'm just put your hands on something. God damn. As, uh, as you guys are talking, the, the Jets are slowly, methodically moving the ball down the field, which, again, they're pros. <laughs> Why would you ever take a 20-point spread? <laughs> uh, the pros can get it. You act, Okay, the Jets score seven here. You, the Chiefs are already guaranteed to score like 35 or 42. That seven does not concern me. <laughs> the Chiefs did score 43 in the snow against uh, against the Broncos, so you're right. Exactly. I mean, there's there's nothing that's going to – there's nothing the Jets can do that's going to scare me. They'll probably slowly walk it down and kick a field goal. Oh, the, the Ravens did tie it up, though. Amen. So Amen. I'm back on my back on the praise for the Ravens. Uh, we'll see how their <laughs> defense does. It's got crazy, but uh oh, LR, let's talk about your man's making that crazy ticket. Oh my goodness, was he? I ain't gonna lie, this is actually a great ticket. I'm not even gonna lie. Is it a great ticket though? I am not the hugest fan. Well, I've already said it. I'm not the hugest fan on. Uh, wait, the AJ, do you know the ticket? No, I don't. Uh, Rams negative three, Titans minus five, minus five and a half. Bills minus five and a half. He had he alternated the Titans down, uh, alternated the Bills up. Uh, first half Chiefs ten and a half. Uh, so he's okay. he's gonna have to worry about the Jets moving right now. Not right. I. Um, Packers negative six, which is probably the lock of this whole thing. Oh, and Rams, which is probably the two locks of this whole thing. And then Seahawks minus five and a half for plus one seventy. A uh, thousand will win you fifty-three thousand. <laughs> oh my God! Sheesh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, that's not a. It's not a terrible ticket. I mean, I don't know if I'd put a thousand dollars on it though. Right. Uh, I'll put only way. I'll, I'll never put a thousand dollars on a parlay. I'll put a thousand dollars on one team easily. Exactly. A thousand dollars on a parlay is very hard. So when I look at it, the first thing that stuck out was Seahawks minus five and a half. I am a huge Niners uh, backer because I think that they're they're a really good team. They might be a little bit underrated by people this year. I don't know why they did make the Super Bowl last year, but um, that five and a half just says that oh the Seahawks are going to blow them out. I don't see that. I see a close game. Uh, then we have the Bills Patriots. I I I do think the Bills do blow them out, but I don't know if I would. I have, I'm a thousand dollars confident. Put it, putting your bread on Josh Allen, yeah, is, yeah. yeah that, that's a lot. And then we get to the Titans. The Titans could win, but I've seen the Titans play around for quarters. Uh, what was it? Week one was it the Broncos? They only won by two, and it was only a four point spread. So for them to go against the Bengals, a team that barely gets blown out, and we beat them by six, I don't know. And it's on the road. Uh, it's very, very. Those, those are the questionable ones for me. A stack but, uh, on that is is kind of wild to me. A stack yeah, on that is kind of wild. On, on one, two, three, on six teams, you have to. That's on crazy. Six teams. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And one of those QBs is Josh Allen. Yeah, your man's got <laughs> balls of steel for that one. I respect. 
Um, so let me let's get into these picks uh, real quick. I see the, the Zoom clocks running down. All right, so I'll start it off. Uh, Patriots, Bills, definitely going with the Bills. Titans, Bengals, taking the Titans. Browns, Raiders, ah, going with the Browns. Colts, Lions, going with the Lions. Vikings, Packers, of course, the Packers. Jets, Chiefs, Chiefs. Rams, Dolphins, taking the Rams. Steelers, Ravens. I said uh, Steelers earlier, but I can't go against Lamar Jackson, black quarterback. You take the Ravens. Uh, Chargers, wow. Chargers, Broncos. I'm going with the Chargers. Justin Herbert, somebody please take him off my hand in fantasy. I'm trying to get a right back. Uh, Saints, Bears, definitely going with the Saints. 49ers, Seahawks, definitely going with the Seahawks. Cowboys, Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles because tanking, here we come, baby. Top five pick, here we go. <laughs> All right, LR, go ahead. Go through your picks. Uh, Steelers, Ravens, got Ravens. Oh, Just changed it today. I take the um, Bears over the Giants. My fault. Bears over the Giants. Wait, oh, it's Buccaneers. Oh, that, that probably you didn't even have to mention. <laughs> that was an easy one. Um, Colts, Lions. I like the Colts. I'm a huge Philip Rivers guy, so not really going to bet against them or pick against them. Uh, Vikings, Packers, of course, let's go A-Rod. Bills, Patriots, got the Bills. Um, Titans, Bengals, Titans, Raiders, Browns. I got the Raiders. Um, I just feel like I have to see the Browns, how they really play when you can game plan without, oh, look, fumble. Uh, how you can see how they can game plan without um, Odell. Uh, Chiefs, Jets, Chiefs by 30. Um, <laughs> Ram, <laughs> Rams, Dolphins, I got the Rams, but Tua is, Tua is a monster. Um, so I is wouldn't he be a monster? too surprised. Well, he was a monster in college. I should say that. Tua is a monster yeah, in college. Yeah, he we was haven't, a monster we in college. We haven't seen him in the NFL, so I'm not about to, you know, say that he's about to come out here and dominate. So for, the, for this sake, I'm going to be on the safe side and go Rams. Uh, Chargers, Broncos. I like the Chargers. I like the way the Chargers play, so I'm gonna go Chargers. Uh, Saints, Bears. I am not a huge fan of the Saints this year, but because I saw how bad the Bears' offense can get, I'm gonna ride the Saints this week. Uh, Seahawks, Niners. If Debo was playing, Niners. But since he isn't Seahawks, Cowboys, Eagles. Well, we know that that's Eagles all day. Um, and then Bucks Giants, uh, the Bucks by like a million. The Giants have no chance. <laughs> All right, AJ. All right, y'all. Time to give y'all my picks. Lock these in. If you take these picks, you'll win every, every parlay you ever do. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to win y'all some money today. Um, actually, don't um, don't actually count up these. Um, my record um don't don't embarrass me on here um i will i will take baltimore in a close one over pittsburgh uh i'll take the chargers over miami uh kc like you said lr despite the fact that i uh hate that you guys took a a 20 point spread i'll take the chiefs by a million uh (laughs) packers by packers by a million over minnesota they're already up 7-0 by the way um, I'll, I'll take Detroit and Matt Stafford over, over Indy. Uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Las Vegas Raiders in a close one over Baker Manziel. 
um, Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Uh, I'll take Derrick Henry, King Henry, uh, in in a you know a little bit of a close one against Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow gives them a little bit of a of a struggle there. Uh, Buffalo over New England. I will take the Chargers over the Broncos. Justin Herbert looks like he's going to be a pain in my side for years to come. Um, I'll yeah. take I'll take Russ King Russ. Um, you know, Russ is getting this W just off the fact that he was uh, putting out these fire uh, Halloween costumes with wifey. So Russ got got charged up off of that. He's going to get this W against San Fran. Uh, I'll take Chicago in a close one over New Orleans, uh, a very close one. Uh, I'll take Philly in a 10-point spread, like I said early, over Dallas. I hate that I have to say that, but um, Dallas is just an absolute embarrassment. Um, and on Monday Night Football, I will take Tampa Bay and Goat Brady to destroy the New York football giants. Those are my picks, y'all. Thank y'all for having me on the show today, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, yeah, Ryan Tannehill is terrible. Already throwing an interception. Oh, Dalvin Cook scored, praise God. Um, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, always in the, in the goal line. Yeah, Jesus. what a choke. Uh, <laughs> and they paid it, man. It's crazy. And Cowboys did pay back, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, appreciate y'all coming out. Again, follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 Twitter Instagram. We're also going to be having um, an NBA um, fantasy basketball league this year whenever basketball finally decides to start up again. Um, also, we have to make sure y'all join and pick them and write a review on Apple Podcasts. So we're going to do a um, giveaway soon uh, once we get to 50 episodes. All right. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, y'all enjoy your football Sunday because I know I surely won't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Everybody. Thank you for coming out, AJ. Uh, no problem, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, man. See ya. <laughs>